Welcome back. It's Chris Gosling from Australian Fund Monitors, and today we're talking to Dean Fergie from Cyan Investment Managers and the Cyan CG3 Fund. Dean, welcome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me back. Uh, it's been a while and there's been a lot happening. Uh, obviously, we're in reporting season. We've got uh, a war going on in Europe. Uh, we can talk about that later. We've got floods that's disrupting things within the UK, within the, the, the northern areas of Australia. Uh, what else can go wrong? I mean, we've seen over the past two or three years enough to really uh, drive up volatility and make it difficult for fund managers. Uh, how, how are you looking at it? How are you seeing these things? Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's been an incredibly tricky time. It just seems as soon as you get over one hump or disaster, another one, another one strikes. But that's sort of the nature of the market. So I think, you know, what we saw for certainly towards the tail end of COVID was um, some really, really extended valuations ac across the board. Um, so if you want to put a positive spin on all this, this drama recently, certainly the inflation fears and the geopolitical issues in Europe, you know, the silver lining is that stock prices have had a pretty serious correction and certainly in some of the sectors and certainly ones we special, specialise in our fund are sort of smaller tech stocks. It, it is providing um, an opportunity at the moment to buy into stocks that, you know, um, in some cases, 40, 50, 70% below their highs. Now, arguably those highs were probably too high at the end of COVID, but but I think that's that's where you look at some opportunity is that the underlying businesses, that's probably a little bit of value creeping in if you're prepared to wear the, the broader global uncertainty as we're seeing right now. So opportunity within that volatility, uh, which I guess smacks for good things coming down the track, whether it be six or 12 months down the track. I mean, you're a long-term investor. You like investing in businesses rather than, uh, rather than just things because they're cheap or because you think they're going to go up. Uh, you see this as a positive thing. I think so. What we've seen you know, over the last decade or two, whenever there's a there's a serious kind of external event that drives prices across the board lower, especially with low interest rates. I know people are talking about interest rates going up, but they're going up from a tiny level to a very small level. I think you'll see a wave of buying come into these stocks and and prices push higher and, and perhaps quite viciously in, in the short term. That's exactly what we saw at COVID. You know, it was a was a major a major shock to the system. Share prices crashed substantially, and then almost within the space of two weeks, they'd bounce back pretty significantly. So, um, you know, if history is likely to repeat itself, I, I think that's what we may see. Is you know the old saying, "It's always darkest before the dawn." When there's a lot of uncertainty out there, um, you know, it's maybe at least time to start dipping your toe in the water rather than trying to draw all your assets out and put them in cash. One of the areas you've specialised in and done very well out of over the last few years has been IPOs and, and new offers coming to the market. Have you seen a change in that market over the last two or three months? Uh, yes, yeah, significantly. Look, I, I think what happened is that a lot of IPOs towards the tail end of um, 20, 2021, um, the 
the money, the valuations they were asking for were, were pretty inflated. Um, it was kind of getting the tail end of the demand as such. And some of them performed like absolutely terribly, atrociously. You've seen like things like Step One, which had a, a great debut, um, has more than halved since its highs. Um, things like Before Pay are down kind of 60, 70%. So, so that kind of, for the moment, has, has really dried up both, both in terms of the quality but also in value. And I, I expect that will be the case at the moment because I can't see with all this uncertainty in the markets in a little bit of a flux at the moment that companies are going to be coming to the market going, oh, you know, we're a brand new company. Would you like to throw some money at us for, for an expansion? I, I don't see that happening. So for the moment, um, that market's much, much quieter than it was in um, 2021. So if the froth is coming off the top of the market, that's probably good, isn't it? I mean, markets are unhealthy when there's excess speculation and, as I say, froth hanging around. That's going to come back to quality companies um, uh, sort of ruling the roost again rather than the speculative end of the market. Uh, look, I think that's probably what we're seeing. I mean, like a lot of investors would go, froth's great. Like, you know, I've just bought a whole bunch of stocks I don't really know much about, and they've all gone up 30% in a couple of months. It's kind of easy, but it's, it's when you go through these periods of, of, of real uncertainty that people have to start going back to the numbers, you know, going back to the market capitalization, going back to the revenues and the profitability and the dividends and saying, well, what makes financial sense? What, you know, not what's a theme, what, what sounds good, what's an exciting story, you know, what makes pure financial sense and that's where you know, I think investors that you know, are more professional about what they're doing can can potentially add value. Whereas you know, for us last year it was hard because stocks that seemed to make no sense were trading at, at you know, sometimes billion dollar valuations. You look at things like Brainship that had no revenue whatsoever was an amazing performer. So, that makes it harder but I think what we're seeing with such uncertainty that, that people will come back to the numbers and I think it will make our job a little bit more, uh, not easier, but just it will be make it a lot more relevant. Yeah, it's really interesting, Dean. I, I see it as a bit of common sense coming back to the market. I think markets get very dangerous when they get overly frothy. Uh, people think it's easy. People think that anyone can, can dive in and, and make money. And the reality is it's not. It might be for a short period of time. Markets become distorted. Um, that's not good for genuine investors such as yourself. What do you see apart from that going forward? Do you see any implications from the situation in Europe at the current time and Russia, Ukraine, which was described to me overnight as a warm war? They don't even see it as a cold war. And a, uh, and a military man I was speaking to there suggested it was the most dangerous situation since the end of World War II. Uh, do you think there's a lot of impact on the market or not? Yeah, look, it's, I'm certainly not a, an expert in, in European geopolitical activity. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, for me, the threat of, of that war going nuclear is, is a real worry. But, um, you know, again, in Australia, we're so far removed from it how that will impact our day-to-day our -day living, the day-to-day -day economics, I think are very, very mild. We don't 
typically play in any resources companies. And that's where you're going to see really big swings. And we've seen already in terms of the, the raw commodities, the oil and the gold and the like. And I think how things play out in Europe will, will significantly affect how those assets perform, possibly positive and possibly negative. But you know, in terms of our portfolio, we've got domestic businesses that are operating in a local economy, maybe in some of the more developed countries. I, I don't see, other than a sentiment basis, that kind of um, uncertainty in Europe uh, uh, affecting the underlying fundamentals. Yeah, interesting, Dean. I mean, the, uh, the the real impact of things that are happening at the moment in Australia from a positive sense, tourism should be coming back, which is uh, obviously good. And you had some tourism stocks in your portfolio in the past. Uh, and inflation, I mean, inflation's obviously the negative, tourism coming back, the economy opening up again, notwithstanding the floods, would suggest that that business can get back to normal, as you say, excluding those resource stocks. Yeah, look, I think that's right. You know, it's interesting people talk about inflation as being a real negative, but I also see inflation domestically as being a sign that the economy is doing really well. There's a lot of demand driving up prices, so that in a way should be a good thing, other than the fact that the discount rate that you plug into financial models makes valuations go down slightly in a rising interest rate environment. So I don't necessarily think as being an overly bad thing. It is a sign that things are strong and, and that you know can benefit companies in terms of their, their top line revenues. Dean, uh, to wrap up, the impression I get is that you are positive about things going forward. You see opportunity because prices have come back and you don't see while well, that there are various headwinds and issues and risks around, uh, you don't see a reason to take risk off the table. In fact, if anything, the other way around. Yeah, look, I think that's probably right, Chris. The thing is that there's never a great time to buy stocks. No one goes, oh, look, everything's fine. And now's a really great time to buy. They think, oh, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's potential war, there's inflation. It's not a good time to buy. You know, prices have been crashing. I think you've got to look at it from a counterintuitive kind of perspective. You know, this is the opportunity where you you can pick up things at, at, at you know, in some stage, very, very reasonable prices compared to where they have been recently. May they get back there in the short term quickly? Possibly not, but um, I think it's a mistake to, when everyone's nervous, to go, I'm just gonna take all my assets off the table and park them in cash for a few months. If you do that in a couple of months, things can change significantly and there can be a re big rebound. And you know, like, a, like we saw at COVID you know, two years ago, those people that got really nervous in March 2020, took a lot of money off the table, missed one of the greatest rallies we've seen in, in recent years. So that's kind of you know, my view at the moment. Yeah, in the, in the short term, I, I remain pretty positive. Great to speak to you as always, Dean. Thank you. And we look forward to speaking to you in the next few months and see how that is playing out. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris.